Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 23-year-old from Concordon, Ontario, Canada. A staple of the Concordon Canucks and Grace Grey Bruce Highlanders. A legend of the Elmira Sugar Kings, where he was a one-time second-team All-Star, a two-time first-team All-Star, a two-time Cherry Cup champion, a one-time Sutherland Cup champion, the league-leading scorer, a captain, and once had 34 points in one playoff drive in his rookie pro season as running amok with the HYC Paul's with 15 goals and 16 games played and 32 points. But he is yet to win a singles pickleball match against yours truly. Welcome to the shed, Ethan Skitter. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. It sounded pretty good until the end there. Well, you haven't, right? No, and you're. I don't. I don't think I have. I feel like every I'd time. I remember it if you beat me. I know that. <laughs> I think I, I either um, am hot for the day, or I, I don't win a game all day. I do know we lost a couple matches as partners, which was shocking to me. Um, no, that's that's the stuff I don't forget out there on the court. You know, you got to leave it all out there, right? For sure. Yeah, I remember cut one of the singles matches. My knee kind of went on me in the middle of our match, and you're like, "Are you done?" And I'm like, "No, we're finishing this thing." Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't give up, eh? <laughs> well, like, oh, most days, though, you'd uh, be battling through something, a bit of pain. Yeah, has my old man ever episode ninety nine? Did my old man ever show up? No, not when I was there. Yeah, he doesn't get around the court very well either. He's not very good at taking care of himself either. Yeah, uh, but you know what? He's not the only guy and myself that struggle through things out there. Your old man also pulled muscles out there. I think every time he touched the court, he pulled a muscle. Yeah, shout out to Dick. Um, you need to work on your calves this offseason. <laughs> Struggling for sure. Yeah. It's actually that whole generation we were playing with. Hey, there's a lot of calves going on in the summer. Yeah. A little more stretching and warming up. I don't know. Perhaps. Maybe, maybe less. Maybe yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So that's, we get into how we know each other. And yeah, pickleball is one of them. Um, and your old man comes out. My old man does. It's a fun little, used to be Thursdays. There were more beers involved. Then people decided to move it till Tuesdays, which yeah. now everybody's drinking waters. It's a different vibe. I don't even think we play music anymore. It's like an exercise for you young punks that still play hockey. What a yeah. joke. It's a good sweat, that's for sure. It doesn't matter. Uh, everyone goes hard. That's that's what. That's for sure. And I, yeah, you know what? I may be retiring from singles soon because that is a little bit much for me. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, we've also, I believe, skated once together at the Davidson Center when I believe I was still a professional hockey player. I was going to go to Cardiff, I think. Do you remember that? I think I died where we must have been in the old stars room or something. I think. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was the only yeah. time I skated with like you McFadden and I met all the young punks in town that, uh, yeah. you know, thought they were hockey players. Eh? 
Yeah, all I remember. <laughs> yeah, we, we were just out there taking notes. Oh, yeah. No. I, actually I think you guys that. saw me and you were like, Jesus, that guy's not a hockey player. What's he doing? Like, yeah, I was just a middle-aged man that with that bad body. <laughs> no, I don't. Were we scrimmaging? Huh? I think that's what we did. We just did a scrimmage. Yeah, it was like with Alki and yeah, it, yeah. it, had, it happened because when you're new in town, you remember when you meet yeah, yeah. other I hockey sure guys, right? The dressing room, but I, I can't remember being on the ice. Black. Okay. Well, uh, the other way we know each other is, you know, last episode, Riker Killens, and you mentioned I gave an elite player review. So yeah. you don't even remember us ever skating together. And I can give a player review on you just from playing pickleball with you and skating one time at the Davidson Center six years ago. Do you want it? Years ago, at least six years ago. Yeah, let's hear it. Do you want it now or at the end of the pod? What do you uh, give me one now and then we'll see if it changes by the end? No, no, it, this is it. One, this is it, eh? It's right either this, way. I, I'm pretty sure. Okay, are you ready? All right, let's hear it. All right, you're a five eight centerman that uh, you do everything well. There's nothing that you don't do well. You're a responsible player. You're always on the defensive side of the puck. You kind of do everything the coach asks and um, you work hard. You're a good leader. Not that vocal in the room, um, but uh, you show everybody by the way you play on the ice and it's uh, being on the defensive side of the puck, but also being one of the top scorers on the team and uh, one of the leaders. Um, but on the power play, you're not always in the same spot. You're not always, not always the half wall, not always the goal line guy, because you can kind of do it all. And it's wherever the team needs you most. How would I do? It sounds pretty damn right. Like, sounds like you read a scouting report or something, but I know there isn't any. No, well, no. Although, I, although the one I'm thing telling about, you, I can do this, folks. I just need a pod, one shift against them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one shift. No, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm very vocal, but uh, sometimes I pipe up maybe a little. Yeah, too you don't, you, you don't like when things aren't, aren't right. No. You'll, uh, yeah, you'll get people in line. You're a leader. I know. I, I, I played pickleball with you. I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Hard so. on myself though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I played pickleball with you. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and you beat me, so that's not- um, But, you know, it's tough because um, if you were not 5'8", the way you play, say maybe six foot six one, um, you're probably like, a, you could be a second, third line centerman on any team in any league. Um, and it's just because you're 5'8", that the scouts just really haven't noticed you yet. But we'll get you out there. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's why I'm here, eh? <laughs> No, uh, you're here because you're my buddy and you're a good no, dude and you're a, you're a budding hockey star in Europe. Yeah. And, okay. and Mirzi, we're here, Mirzi, trying to raise some more money, right? Selling tickets. I know. I know uh, you're going to plug it, but here we go. That is also how we know it. We know each other is Garrett Muir's episode 34. Um, his wife was in an accident and we are raising money with my website, www.aleshockeytails.com. I'm raffling off my final ever pro hockey Jersey, which it's really quite wild. How many tickets have been sold for a thing that just sat in my closet, but anyways, and I was also donated a Steven Dixon game worn Jersey with the Cardiff devils, which is also up for raffle and a Gratz 99ers full team signed Jersey. And, um, so actually after this pod, what I'm trying to set up is the next pod will be with Steven Dixon and Joey Martin that plays for Gratz and Deese, their equipment manager. We don't know if he signed the Jersey, but we'll get him to, cause he needs to sign it. He's pretty much a legend. Yeah. All those jerseys <laughs> are one of a kind. Yeah. So people, we're going to get this out there. People are going to find out and you guys are going to buy tickets for any of the jerseys you choose. The other two are cooler than mine at 
aleshockeytails.com. They're two pounds a ticket, three something Canadian. Anyways, buy some tickets, folks. Help out my friends, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just bad things happening to, to good people. It's you can't really understand sometimes, but you know. But at least we can help now that we're exactly. out of the shed, right? Exactly. That's I mean, the hockey world's a crazy place. Um, it really is that people coming together. Like, so I've been given those two jerseys as well as my own. I'm not getting emotional, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then David Sims in episode 100 offered a signed Steelers jersey. Um, but that fella even bought five tickets for my Cardiff Devils jersey. He would never want a Cardiff Devils jersey in his life. He told me if he wins, he'll donate it to the Devils for a charity. So thank you, David Sims, for supporting the cause and buying tickets for a Devils jersey. That's the hockey world coming together. Exactly. And he's a storyteller and a half, that's for sure. That's smooth episode listening to him, eh? Oh, yeah, he can talk, man. Yeah, he can talk. Awesome. and that. But then, like, his goalie gets the flu, right? So then, like, he oh. calls out the Cardiff Devils goalie, and we set up a goalie fight from my shed. And, like, I feel like Don King, and, like, I'm setting up fights, and this is cool. I got agents, GMs writing to me. That's pretty cool stuff. And then Barry gets the flu, oh, right? Yeah. So I know. Tough to call out our goalie and then you don't show up, right? Yeah, I right after our game, I hopped on. Well, I guess it was the next morning. They had the highlights up and I tried to watch right away thinking maybe there'd be something good and he wasn't even playing. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, yeah, fun times. It's still fun trying to set up goalie fights from your shed. Like, yeah, even if it doesn't go through, it's... Yeah, it's uh, it's fun, though. Um, and then the other part of how we know each other is um, you were also a concurrent Canuck. And I got to talk about this. We just had our silver stick tournament this weekend. Oh, actually, I'm getting sidetracked. I also got offered donations of like like championship medals from over in the UK of like when teams won the league. Shout really? out to Jonathan Williams. He was willing to give me these medals to raffle off as well. And I'm like, guys, there's going to be more charities. We got three jerseys for the mirrors and then we can move yeah. on from there. But this is people helping people. Hockey yeah, world. Never okay. ending. But the silver stick, man, this is where I'm into hockey still in my <laughs> life other than the pod. And you were a concurrent Canuck. You would have played in the silver sticks, eh? Yeah, yeah. Three three regional champions and two internationals. Oh dear. That's running amok. Eh? Yeah. Well, yeah, I saw I following along your uh, post this weekend. It was a heartbreaker. Obviously it was, um, it was the biggest, the most emotional day of hockey. I think I've had in my life, maybe like um, we had ran amok. We were, we were the best team. We played great. Every guy in the team played awesome, played their heart out. And then uh, we make it to the finals, like, and we're playing a team we had played in the round robin and we had beat handily. And, um, and I, we made sure like the kids were ready to go. Like they weren't overconfident. They were ready. They played their hearts out. And I'm telling you, it was the hockey gods. It was crazy. Like we had, I don't know how many chances, how many shots and like, they just wouldn't go in. And then, we get a terrible bounce with four minutes left to tie the game. And 
when something like that happens, like just a bad bounce and it was just unbelievable that like, yeah. it's tough, tough. Right. And then you're like, the hockey gods are just not on our side today. Like, it's not about the effort. It's not about the passion or about the will. It just wasn't our day. And it was the other team's day, but like my team was awesome. And I think we have a team that's like one of those special teams, like the, the boys love each other. Like they're like best buddies and there's no clicks. They're all hanging out in the hotel room. And it's like one of those special groups. And it's like, it's just tough when, when they put in so much and then they, it, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Sometimes it's the way it goes, but that's, that's why the game's great and keeps them coming back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, we, we were into it. That's for sure. Um, but that shootout tough way to lose, man. That's, uh, that's not losing like in overtime. That's a whole different thing. That's a skills contest. I think we were in novice and I, if I remember correctly, I think we won silver stick in like the third or overtime or something in King Garden. Oh dear. That would, that'd be fun. But no shootout. Thank God. Mm. Wow. shootouts are tough that's all i'm gonna say um, yeah. i wish we would have got to keep playing because um, yeah. our team played very very well and i was very proud of all you guys and uh yeah we'll see you at practice and uh, we got four games this week so we'll be right back at it <laughs> no time to rest no um so anyways yeah tough weekend and shout out to my boys they were great team great they're i they're gonna be buddies for the rest of their life i can already see it and they battled for each other right till the finish and we did everything we could you know yeah that's awesome that's that's what you look for okay and then uh what else do we got you also know mcfadden that's who you grew up with hey eh? he was episode 91 and um you two are the same age out of this little town in concord eh? yeah we're the same pretty much the same same path other than up to when things got serious. Um, but yeah, we, from novice onwards, we were together playing in King Carden, and then we made the jump to AAA together. Um, and that was Bantam, right? No. Yeah. Ma- minor Bantam. Yeah. So we, we had three years of AAA and then he got drafted and went up with Guelph. And then I stayed back and had a, f- a fourth year of major midget AAA uh, when I was 16. Right. And Okay. Um, yeah, so that's a lot of traveling the way to play for the gray Bruce Highlanders out of King Carden. Cause like, I see what's happening here. I see where I'm living. Crazy. I get like looking back on it now that you're old enough to see and you see what, what it took as, as parents to do all that stuff and the sacrifices they made. It's unbelievable. Like it's tough to put in the words really how much, how thankful that I am. And I know um, we all are for the, the sacrifices parents make. Uh, you, yeah, you don't you don't realize like once no. you have kids and you see what your parents were doing and it's like, whoa, yeah, you know, get a job and then you get home and then you get another job driving your kids an hour and a half to practice and then you sit there and do more work and then drive home. You get home at midnight every three days a week. Yeah, it's uh, it, it'd be a lot for the AAA. We're not there yet. We're just in Concordia, and I'm having a blast with it right now. Um, you won't have much pod time once you start doing that. Oh, I'll find a way to slip them in. <laughs> Podding on the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think I maybe I won't. I wouldn't be the coach, right? Um, yeah, yeah, true. You know, I wouldn't be able to make that all work. But it's uh, it's great with my workplace that they uh. Like they let me be a coach of minor hockey here. Shout out to super heat. Like they know I'm a minor hockey coach. 
I am assuming they know I'm potting too, because now I'm doing it with local guys too. I know you guys would know. And like, they, they trust me to get my job done and I will get it done no matter the time of day, but it's all going to get done. And that's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it because whatever, I'm proud of it. This was my real world review. Cause five years ago, when I first moved to this town, when I was just a hockey player, like most of these dudes that come on the pod that think they're just hockey players, um, you're not just a hockey player, guys, yeah. right? Right. So I can pod and real world too, because this was my <laughs> review. <laughs> Brent is a great supervisor, team leader, and has an uncanny ability to bring those around him to be willing team players and to go for the win. <laughs> Self-review. Sounds oh, right. I didn't give that to myself. <laughs> oh, that's your five-year work review. That was my last year's. I just got it there on the like last week. Oh, that's unreal. Yeah, so it felt good, you know, when you get good sure. reviews in the real world, when but, you're just a hockey player, you know? Yeah, but you, you think about, well, all the skills you learn being a hockey player and working in the team, like it's so transferable into the real, real world and – well, and that's the thing, right? The hockey players need someone to take a chance on them because yeah. I personally totally agree that hockey players have a lot to offer. Like a guy like you, that's a born leader and is kind of shows by example how to lead and do it. Um, like that transfers into any industry, right? Like I'm in a whole thing that I didn't know anything about five years ago, heat treatment. I didn't know anything. And yeah. um, like, you can learn right because you're a team player and you're willing to adapt and like it's like when the game goes this way well we gotta adjust it right to try and win the game right (laughs) in the work ethic like you want to do your best at what you do so it's you want to be good at it right you learn fast and you're just a young punk but uh be interesting where it all goes for you eh yeah we'll see because I can hang out with your old man and you. It's kind of weird. I'm right in between generations here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're the middle man. Yeah. Okay. So where and what are you doing now? Running right. amok in the Benaliga. Benaliga. Yeah. Belgium, Netherlands league. So you're running amok. Trying to. Yeah. But certainly some high scoring games. That's uh not the type of hockey I'm used to playing, but yeah, I'm in Belgium. Um, I was curious how the European thing for you, cause they want imports to put up like huge numbers. And I know with your um, character and wanting to be on the defensive side of the puck all over the ice, you know, and they almost want you to cheat over there. Right. I know it's, it's, I think it's certainly been an adjustment for that. Cause I'm kind of taking a little more responsibility defensively probably than maybe they want yeah yeah i could see that but i mean as long as we're winning then if they want to complain a little bit about my points then that's fine as long as we get wins right um are you getting wins yeah we uh right now we're in first we've played a few few more games than the other teams that are close behind us but we were on maybe like an eight game win streak, I think. And then we lost to the worst team in the league, which certainly was a tough one. And then the last, I think we're up to four in a row again, the last two weekends. So. So how how many games you play in that league? I think it's 28 this year. Plus there's like um, Belgian cup, which we had like a three game series and then 
or six games, a three game series. And then there's a Belgian finals, which we play in February. And then there's three playoff rounds. Oh, okay. So right now there's, there's four, four teams in Belgium and four in the Netherlands. So it's, it's pretty even ever makes playoffs. What's the, what are the barns like? They're barns. Yeah. Uh, like Rip, Ripley would be in a, a nice barn in Belgium. Cool. Maybe not nice, but there's character. Our rink is actually outdoors. Awesome. <laughs> tent, tent over top. So I love that shit. <laughs> we've, we've dealt with a few things. There was a hole in the tent uh, about a month ago and we played, it was pouring rain and there's just a huge puddle in the middle of the ice. <laughs> but uh, oh. yeah, and then the, the, the Netherlands have nice rinks. So the four teams oh. travel there, they have relatively nice ranks. Older, but like bowls and nice. Yeah, bowls are always nice. Way better yeah. than like seats on one side. Yeah, well, it's shitty now. We, there's no fans allowed, so. <clears throat> it's, oh, you have no fans at the game? I was going to ask how many you're getting. Yeah, we actually, we're the only team because we're outside. So we're allowed to have some fans. It's probably around. 600 right now i would say it was around nine at the start of the year um but yeah i don't know anything about that league i know uh like pod superstar evan mosey played there to start his european career out of college kind of the same as you are yeah yeah he played in the same team actually but yeah yeah he played for the herentals and he he mentioned a meal when i said what should you be eating over there he said something about a steak with I don't know. I think it was onions or fries on it. Have you had something like that? Yeah. There's, well, we went to a little town just outside of Herentals and got these steaks. It would have been uh, early on when I got here. I I should have sent you the picture to to put on the thing, but yeah, you get a steak that's like a, a 12 ounce steak, which is a good size. And it's on a plate with fries. That would be this this wide probably a foot wide and it's just these thin super super thin fries forget what they called them but like the steak the steak looks like it nothing beside all this plate of fries so it's a lot of fries we like just with eating the fries just ketchup like they're just fries Uh, that doesn't sound that exciting it's not that it is it's something it's an experience for sure trying to eat it all but (laughs) belgium uh they're known for like there's fries with every meal basically. You always get a side of fries. Well, pommes frites, they're huge in at Europe, man. They love yeah. fries. And it's always mayo. Um and ketchup. They, they, they double dip. I mix the I mix them together and they have the curry ketchup and stuff that they Oh uh, yeah. Yuck. I don't yeah, I'm not down for that. I've had it in a sandwich or two, but yeah, not with fries, but no. yeah, they do love fries in Europe, man. Jeepers. Yeah, but the mayo, I was never, never a mayo guy at all, but it's... You I can there, though, can't you? I'm not a mayo guy either, but when I go over there, win in yeah. Rome, right? <laughs> a lot, it's a lot different, for sure. I'll dip my fries and mayonnaise over there for sure any day. <laughs> never at all. No, that's disgusting. <laughs> exactly, that's what I thought. Now I don't, I'm like, I don't really want to tell people at home that I dip my fries and mayo, because it just sounds... Yeah, you're going to go right back to the sweet and sour sauce, I know. <laughs> That's the way it goes. <laughs> All right. Um, where are we? Um, so, you, yeah, we're still in. We're in Belgium right now, and we're in the yeah. food. So, uh, where are you to fly into to go there? 
Uh, we flew into Brussels, which is about an hour away. Oh, okay. That's the capital of Belgium. And it's like Belgium split between French and, and Dutch speaking. So, geez, you're answering all my questions. I was, I was going to ask if there was a stupid question to ask what language they spoke in Belgium. Oh, no. Yeah, they speak. Uh, we're in the northern Flanders. It's called it's a Dutch speaking um, Belgium. And then down south, it's French on the on the France border. Dutch or French? French down south, but Dutch where we are. How's their English? Really good. So you're not speak. You're not learning any Dutch. Not much. I'm trying to, but even when you try, and then most of the guys just laugh at the way you're saying it. And oh yeah, and that and then that sucks the confidence from you, right? And then you're yeah, like, well, well, then I'm not even gonna try. You know, I'm sitting at home trying to work on my Dutch and then I try and show off to you guys and you're going to make fun of me. Make fun. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you go to McDonald's in Germany and you ask for the mayo and they're like, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. I like mayo. And they're still like, pardon. And then they're like, oh, mayo. And then you're like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. I don't even want it anymore. Yeah, Just give me the ketchup. I'm out of here. Is yeah. it extra to get dipping sauce in Germany at I don't think McDonald's? So. I don't th- well maybe a sweet and sour you're not going to get that for free yeah yeah it's like a dollar i think to get ketchup or mayo here oh and the little packets too right yeah. little squeeze ones yeah yeah Tough. bush league not that i go to mcdonald's <laughs> actually you do when you play in europe because it's the only meal that can make you feel like you're at home and their yeah. mcdonald's are way better over there are they not they are better for sure it's it's like fine dining but it's unreal like every time i want it it's never open what? It's not, it's not 24 hours like like back home. Wow. Let's not tell everybody how, that you're eating McDonald's, but every hockey player in Europe eats McDonald's because it makes you feel like you're at home. If it's been a long day and you eat a cheeseburger sometimes walking That's around the city, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyways, it's, so the, how is the food over there in general? It's good. It's, it's all pretty normal. I wouldn't say there's anything. Like there's a couple things they have that are – that I've never had before that are all really good. Um, but I mean, I've not, what I about the apartment? The apartment's amazing. Roommate? Like roommate. Yeah. Me and the, the other import here living together, but Brennan Feezy. Yeah. Yeah. We played at Windsor together. So we knew coming in like that. Obviously we we're coming together and living together would be a lot easier than someone that you've never met before, but for sure that's nice you guys can do that together yeah for sure um we have a a great apartment right near the square downtown and so is it a walking street there then or cars on the main street there's cars on the main street but there's like it's half walk like there's so much space to walk and stuff yeah in the actual square there's no cars but yeah it's i'd probably be it would there be a lot of like tables outside like to eat outside everywhere yeah there's a lot of places outside it's not as much anymore they don't really have heaters or anything outside so okay hopefully they do christmas markets for you there that's a time they are i just was at one on friday in germany actually what town cologne cologne yeah cologne (laughs) um yeah no that uh that's fun stuff hey what'd you eat uh, we actually went out for dinner too. Uh, Stop one. it. You went to a Christmas market full. Hey, I was just following along. Well, tell those guys that are leading the way to grow up. 
you need to show up at a Christmas market starving and just go to town. Oh. Every hut, every everything, go for it. Your whole like the whole time you're there, it's just a sensation for your nose, and then you didn't even get, didn't even really eat anything from that's it. A, that's that's ridiculous. That is just that is bush league. Um, huh. Well, so how far away is Cologne from where you are then? Uh, around two, uh, just under two hours. Hmm. Which is well, nice. all the way there. Get to the Christmas market, and then don't eat. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> refing in that league probably sucks, eh? Yeah, it's not great at all. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, what else do I got? Nothing. Um, the other import's doing well too. Both of you are running a muck, so you guys play together. It's either winger, or you're the centerman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the winger, and I'm the centerman. And then we've kind of had a shuffling of the other guy but you know everyone works hard and we do well we have two two good lines that can score which is uh how many really... players how many forwards you actually have on the team four <clears throat> lines um yeah we usually dress four lines if it's possible but um four of the guys are are like they don't play much 18 or on like zero zero minutes <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I know those guys. I know what you mean. Germany had those guys too sometimes, but like they actually maybe would start breaking in. And then some of them, they sat there for years and then they just stopped playing hockey. <laughs> I was, I was uh, kind of thrown off at the start. Like the first few games, I'm like, these guys really haven't four games played zero, zero minutes of ice. And it's probably an exhibition game too, right? They're like, yeah. You can't mix them in for a shift here. Like it's yeah, an exhibition it's game. What are we going to give them a chance here? And we're dying. We we actually played the first exhibition game right off the plane. We flew through the night, got there eight in the morning, got our apartment, all this stuff. Didn't sleep for forty eight hours. Play an exhibition game, and probably had thirty minutes of ice. And these kids, it can, yeah, they'll do that to you. They don't the 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 jet lag and all that. Like you can fly over there and you just get right to work. Oh yeah, yeah, it's go time. (laughs) We learn fast. Yeah. Bet you they don't have do they have fitness tests in that league? Did you have to do any fitness tests? No. I always didn't like those when I had to get over there, get right off the plane, and then you'd show up the next morning at like 8 a.m. and they're like, okay, here's the fitness test. And you're like, I've slept like four hours. And yeah, I was pretty glad to have that not pop up. Okay. Well then let's move on from your your start of your pro career. And folks, he's gonna do well in Europe. So Come take a look at the Herentals this year. Just take a look at his numbers and then uh, listen to my player review. Yeah. Who's, how'd you, actually, I got one more. How'd you get over there? It wasn't David Amonti. No. It was, I, it was the I, guy in Windsor you went with. He had somebody that helped. Yeah. I don't even know if he had somebody. He just, uh, he was messaging the coach or, or someone. When I got it done on his own. Yeah. So he. Uh, Good for him. He kind of gave me a call one day. I was on my way home from work and out of the blue told me about it. And then a few weeks later after not, well, looking over it and everything, that was, that's what we decided to do. No, it's awesome. I'm glad you got the opportunity because when you were at University of Windsor, it just kind of ended, right? Because of COVID, you were supposed to be able to flaunt your shit some more before pro, right? Yeah, we were looking to have a big year um, last year. And, uh, would have been my last year and yeah it was just tough to not have any games and you know we were looking to make a run which would have been awesome but yeah because if you guys make a run at Windsor there and um, then you're going to get more attention and then 
whatever right but it's good you guys got the opportunity to go flaunt your shit because it yeah, looks like sure. you guys can play right yeah could have been could have been worse for sure and that's that's the hockey world it's people helping people right like if he gets that and he knows i'm not i'm just guessing i i don't know him i haven't potted with him yet i'm just guessing that maybe he's really enjoying that being able to cheat a lot and um, he's putting up some really crazy numbers, but when he was thinking and he, they're like, you know, anybody that you want to be your centerman, he's like, skinny would have my back and I could cheat a little bit more. And he's always going to be back there and covering me. So then I can, you know, really do it. I'm just guessing. Yeah. I'm sure he might regret it a little bit now, like getting his ear a lot when he, when he cheats, but <laughs> yeah. he's like, come on, man, we're in Europe. Let me go. <laughs> you can bury, bury the puck for sure. So. I mean, as long as that keeps happening, then I'm sure we'll both. It's got to be, be pretty fun putting up the numbers you guys are putting up, though, eh? Yeah, it's, it's definitely fun. Not really used to anything like this. <laughs> and then, uh, and be one day back playing for the Wolves, and it's going to be tough again. Well, I, I know people from the UK listen to this. Um, I just – I don't know about the other teams. Like Cardiff and Sheffield, they're, you know, signing KHL guys and all that crap now. But any other team in the league – you need a second, third line center. That'll be a great penalty killer can go anywhere on a power play and be a great leader and teammate talking to one right now. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Um, we already talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. So then you uh, make junior B after going triple a. Yeah. So why Elmira? Honestly, well, when I was 16, it was, uh, I went to a bunch of, I went to Elmira rookie camp and stuff and, um, Guelph, I had been talking to quite a bit, the hurricanes and then, yeah, Guelph I just was the hurricanes. Yeah. I think they were the dominators for Domino's pizza back in the day. Maybe no. <laughs> yeah. They used to be for sure. Now they don't even have a team, but <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I was, I was definitely not ready to make the jump to that anyway. So rookie camp is all that I had when I was 16 and and I decided uh major midget was the right way to go just to develop a little more and do that yeah and would have been it was right or it was Christmas break I think I got a, a text or a call from from the kings basically saying the kings the, the sugar kings so oh, okay sugar kings Jesus like who are the kings <laughs> The LA Kings. You forgot the sugar. <laughs> yeah, I can't leave that out. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I know that. I, I mean, so you got it around Christmas. Like we're looking at you for next year. They saw you yeah. with Gray Bruce. Some yeah. fellow so from Elmira came and checked out your team, or so. Yeah, it's a small world, right? And like when there's a kid, I I so get it now, right? That I'm getting older. It's like when there's a kid coming up from Concordia, like it's a small enough world that I call a guy from Listowel or Elmira and I say, "Hey, yeah. you got to come check out this kid." Yeah, yeah. So it was that they were literally the first team to reach out and show interest and. You know, I, I knew from that moment that it was the right team because there was a lot of other offers in the league afterwards, like near the end of the season. Yeah. But I mean, I went on a visit to Elmira and I knew right away that that was where I wanted to be. And you, this is also, I guess, could have been part of how we know each other, though, is then when you go there, you move in next door to my parents and where I grew up. Yeah. Small that's, world, eh? <laughs> that's crazy. There's a lot of, a lot of things crossing here. 
Yeah, and we're what fifteen years. You you said you're twenty three. <laughs> yeah, twenty four to or Wednesday. We've lived very similar lives for the first twenty three years, but you were in Concord to start, and I was in Elmira. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I didn't know anything about Junior B really until that first text phone call. Because all growing up for us, it was like you know we watched Bulldogs, the Bulldogs Junior C, yeah, just the Bulldogs, and then the OHL seemed like the next thing right both for for us it was like the nhl something it's all about what you think is attainable too right when you're growing up and it's kind of weird like when you put your mind to something you can a lot of times you can actually make it happen but when you if you look at yourself i remember when i started with the ripley wolves they mentally thought they were a seventh place team and it wasn't until they started believing that they were actually good that they started getting good (laughs) yeah yeah you, you only lose when you count yourself out and that's you have to dream big for sure and to you go in on you, yeah you got to go in believing you can do it right yeah for sure um so then you go to Elmira and move in with the Shants is 24 Eldale right beside yeah. uh, my best buddy growing up Brad Shants I called him 24 he called me 26 because that, that's what our addresses were there so you were living with them and they've been billet family for the Sugar Kings for geez I, well, before I played there, they were doing it when I played there. So yeah, shout out to them for all they've done for the Sugar Kings. That's a lot, man, to have young punks come in your house every year. <laughs> they had a lot of guys for sure. And I think they were like, they weren't planning on build. They were, they were done. And the, the Kings were, the Sugar Kings were really hurt and fine. There's people. always going to be a shortage of billets because who wants to do it? <laughs> it's definitely tough. But uh, so they, they said, yeah, we'll do it again. And, I think I like to think they don't regret it. I was there for two years and well, you it didn't was cause any problems. Did you? Not that I know of <laughs> or not that they know of. Uh, they also billeted uh, Kevin Labatt, who's going to be a future Potter. He then oh, yeah. went to Western Michigan with me. Right. Uh, and that we live beside each other there too. So it's Maybe. just a small world. eh? It is for sure. Um. Okay. So yeah, you lived with the chances. I got that. So your first year when you make it, you're, uh, you got 35 points. That's pretty good. Did you go to high school in Elmira? Yeah, I did. So that was, it would have been grade 12. I shipped on over there and went to high school. There was, uh, there was only one other guy on our team in high school with me and he was from there. So he, he was already comfortable. Um, Where were the other guys going to school? Everyone was older. We had the, very old team that year that is an old team um i mean we had there was a couple our 16 year olds were from like kitchener waterloo so they just lived at home right that's a whole different experience than when i'm in elmira we had my age group we had like five six guys on the team and we were all buddies that all went to elmira and grew up in elmira and we all made the team together and then like won it together yeah it was a little bit like well, I was hanging out with all the older guys because the only guys that were billeting were 19, 20. Yeah. So I'd go to high school. And, and they're then, just there to play hockey or are they going to university? Uh, half. Well, over half were in university, I would say. And then uh, a couple guys had jobs. Okay. Well, it's curious how it changes. There's a lot that's changed. And we're going to get into that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you're, that year goes like, that's good rookie year, man. That's yeah. really good. Right. Yeah, we had a really good team. And so. if you're saying all the other guys are that old and you're still putting up 35 points, you must have uh, been putting playing some minutes with the 
even with older guys. Yeah, I think I was like probably third line for most of the year, no power play time or anything. And then uh, in the playoffs that year, I was out for a bit and then we played Stratford in the finals. That's the year we won the Cherry Cup. Um, and then, yeah, I think in playoffs, I really kind of turned it on and took another step forward and I was playing power play. And more Is that minutes. against Riker Killens then, the last episode? No, I wish it was. It was the year he <laughs> left. To, Isn't it funny that team. guys always want to beat their buddies the worst? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. That well, is, uh, yeah. We won, so that, that would have been – I think that was their third Either year. want to win with them, but if they're on the other team, you think it's really funny. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> God, yeah, we're like, we're nice guys, but we're kind of dicks when it comes to competitive stuff, well, eh? After the game, it'd be fine, but I'm not, not friends with you during that time. No, not when you're on opposite jerseys. Wow. Definitely not. That was one of the lessons I learned on the Sure Kings when I was like 15, about to make the team or whatever, trying out. And like there was an exhibition game where the other team had a guy that like just wanted to be all chatty and whatever, right? So then yeah. I actually like talked to him. And then after the game, the coaches are like, don't ever do that again. You're playing a different team. You can talk to him after the game. And he, they're right. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. My opinion. Sure. If, if that's the way that it's going to be, then you're not really in the right headspace. You're not ready to go. You're not ready to no. compete if you're chit-chatting about other stuff. Yeah. No, you won't, you're not going to do the right thing when it comes down to it. No, I'd rather, that's like Andrew Lackner's episode. I'd rather try and hit him the hardest he's ever been hit in his life than talk to him during the game. <laughs> God, it was a fun hit though. Episode like 43, folks, listen to that one. <laughs> um, so then your year two, you start running amok. You get 84 points and 49 games played. Did you have schools after you? You should. A little bit. Nothing like. Uh, Your year two, you were 17. 18. So 18. 84 yeah. points and 49 games played. When I play in that league, that is a for sure scholarship. Yeah. So I talked to a couple schools, but just like basically, here's our card, whatever not anything um concrete or like I, I went on one visit to rit um and that was about it and they don't offer scholarships or anything athletic like financial aid or whatever yeah so that made things difficult to commit to that um yeah i wasn't getting a ton of money for my grades but uh yeah, so other than RIT, I don't think I really had a, a team that was actually interested in me going there. Okay, um, and that, yeah, and that's, it sucks, right? Because when yeah. I played that league, um, our one Sugar King team, I think, had seven scholarships. Um, and then you see that, I guess, 15 years later. I guess I am that old. Um, <clears throat> 15 years later. <laughs> Jeez, time flies. Okay. So then after that season, then you have to switch teams to try and get some spotlight on you and try and get out there. Right. Cause you just put up 84 points. How are you allowed to just switch teams to the Trenton golden Hawks when your season ends and, and like you were in the finals, right. Or how'd you do the second year? Uh, no, we, had, we lost to Stratford in the second round. Um, and they ended up, they won the cherry cup that year. So they were, I guess, four years in a row, they were in the finals. But yeah, so we lost second round to them. And then um, I signed a 
card, I guess, with Trenton to go up with them because they were making a run and they ended up going. And you're allowed to do that when your season ends? You're allowed to just switch to a different team? Like, <laughs> yeah, they I have deadlines know. for that shit? <laughs> I didn't know much about it. Um, I still, to tell you the truth, don't really know how it works that much but so they who, were, somebody like, like reached out and wanted you then they wanted yeah, you because yeah. they, they saw what you're doing with the kings and yeah so the coach and gm and trenton um he reached out to me once we got put out and said could be a dumb question where is that <laughs> uh just about by belleville okay sorry haven't lived in canada that much lately <laughs> i actually i billeted in belleville when i was in so that's uh it's just outside right okay i don't know that area at all haven't yeah. been up there much i don't know much either if i wouldn't have lived there for two months i wouldn't know anything you gotta you got you gotta live somewhere to know about it right for sure so that was uh so i yeah i ended up going there for over two months and they won the ontario junior a all the way to the rbc, RBC. And you were with them that whole time, but they already have their full team set. They got their lines, they got their power yeah. plays, their penalty kills. So they just had you there to kind of help out if needed, I guess. Yeah, basically, I, I got that's it. That's a I, weird time to bring in a guy, right? Like that's yeah. a strange time to bring a guy in when you want to be a team. Yeah, to, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense unless you're hurting so much for guys that you need. Right. Body like my u11 ae team we ain't bringing anybody in folks we're a team we're a family <laughs> it's, it's high risk to me to bring in guys that you barely know when you have that chemistry and and it's like the playoffs right they're in the playoffs yeah i got there and they were in the in the finals in the and that's game. what's weird is then a new guy comes in walking into the room like that when when hockey players see a new dude walk in the room you're eyeing him up you're seeing how tall he is you're seeing how he walks and then you go talk to him to see what type of guy he is and you're like well is this guy here to play right wing on the first line <laughs> he's not very tall though <laughs> bad body <laughs> he can't be <laughs> yeah i'm not worried that's anymore. why every when i got to the ahl everybody was really threatened because i was six four and skinny <laughs> yeah okay we made the guy shake in the room <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah actually that was mike scroy when he was hitting the heavy bag when i walked in that was scary stuff okay so that happens you go for that part to belleville but then the next year you go to the bchl so this is another part that also pisses me off that you can't get scholarships out of Elmira. so somebody people are telling you like if you want a scholarship go to the bchl right yeah which to me it's still frustrating and i know it frustrates you that you can't do that but it seems like it, the the junior b league has just turned into somewhere where you go before you go to another league to get a scholarship it's, it's like not, a farm league to the ones that get scholarships right yeah so it's not even comparable yeah. zone for for guys so it's i mean it shouldn't be like that because the amount of talent that's in that region like um so yeah but you, you talk about it's just weird for me because there were players coming from this area when I was growing up and the league was good enough <laughs> that we were getting scholarships and the guys that were getting scholarships, like we weren't going to college hockey and playing bad. We were doing well. So yeah. why all of a sudden does it change that much? But I guess things change. Yeah. So I like everyone said you, you have to go prove yourself somewhere else before we're really going to give you an opportunity or give you an offer. 
And that's after the 84 point season and 49 games played. They're saying you got to go try something. So you go to Merritt. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a small little town out in BC or what? Yes, it is a small town and where everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody, and there's really not much to do. And you're the new guy in town. I might have an idea what that's like <laughs> in <Yeah>. Concordia. <laughs> but they, they it takes really... five years, folks. Five years. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that kind of time. <laughs> no, no, you're there for one season. <laughs> well, but they 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 treated me really well, and the coach was was really good there. And you know, I I wish I would have stuck it out. Um, okay. But I mean, having having Elmira and how good of an opportunity and the experience that I had there and all that kind of stuff to fall back on. And I already started university the year before part-time. So that was, I just felt like I wasn't doing much out there. It seemed like you're just around, you're just waiting around to play hockey at night. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, it's fun looking back on it. Maybe it would have been worth it in the long term, but at, at the time it just seemed like I wasn't, um, well, and I know like you're a hard worker. You want to give her. And when you got nothing to do all day, you get bored and you're like, I'm not doing enough. And I think your parents are the same way. And I think that's how you were born and raised is they give her too. And they've had yeah. very successful careers because they work hard and, you know, they're good at what they do. Right. Yeah, for sure. I definitely got bored work ethic from them. Which, but uh, you got bored out there and you're like, I, I can do like, I'm not, I'm just playing hockey at night. And then everybody in town knows everybody. And all yeah. those kids grew up playing hockey together. And you were this new kid that flies out and doesn't know anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it was a lot of video games. I was working out probably at least twice a day and I was in the best shape of my life probably, which was good, but it just got old fast and it wasn't, wasn't for me. Yeah. And then you see all your buddies back in Elmira yeah. or, and they're, ha they're like, they're your friends and that's who you enjoy playing hockey with. And like, what's hockey supposed to all be about, right? <laughs> yeah. And I had two amazing years there before. So it's not like I was yeah going somewhere bad. So then you go back um, and that's when you, you have your, I wrote down your best season as a sure King and you're yet an 84 point season, but you have 38 goals, 80 points, which that's all cool. That's regular season. I'm not that into regular season stats as much because your playoffs, 27 games played, 34 points, and you guys win the Sutherland Cup? Yeah, we won the Sutherland Cup that year. Um, and you so, lead the playoffs in scoring, I'm assuming, with that. Yeah, I think so. I think they're playing a defensively responsible game. Still no schools? Still no schools. That, I think right after that was when we, we, uh, we talked breakfast. And, is that what we did we went out for breakfast yep i remember trying to make things work but yeah i don't know that was uh no and that's what that was actually i guess one of the first calls of me kind of getting back into hockey right i don't yeah i was living in concordon i don't know if i had anything to do with the wool i don't know where i was at but we go for breakfast and i'm like well i see your stats i see what you did in elmira i ask a few people there and they all tell me the type of person you are type of player you are and then around Concordia, you have the same reputation. And I'm like, well, why isn't this guy getting a scholarship? So then I legit called Western Michigan. I cold called them. I had, didn't even know the new coaches. But the yeah. guy said he remembered me because he had coached Northern Michigan when I was playing. And I asked him, I'm like, there's this kid here in Concordia where I'm living now. And I'd like to know 
I'd like to help him. And I'm just curious with his stats and the person he is and the leader he is. He's the captain. They're winning the Sutherland Cup. Like, how does this guy not get a scholarship? And you know what he told me? It was the one game in merit. They're like, well, if if he really wants it, he wouldn't have gone back to Elmira. If he wants to show us he really wants it, he's going to have to leave Elmira. And then that's what made me mad. And because, um, you know, I got to do it all from my hometown. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think it definitely was a tough look for me coming home. I think it made teams even more hesitant to take a chance because, um, you know, it's you don't like to see that one game and the guy looks like they're giving up. Right. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's understandable at that point that that, that was the circumstance. But but it's 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 like you're a young kid and you yeah. like and like yeah you make that so decision and then all these adults are judging your decision and it's like well i want to play hockey with my friends and they're in Elmira winning all the time and enjoying playing hockey and being a hockey player and you're out there you know probably doing not much and working out and then play hockey at night and then you go home and you're like what what am i doing right yeah so i mean it was uh yeah it is what it is oh yeah but like you're dedicated. You're as dedicated as yeah, anybody. No. And you, you want to climb the ladder as high as you can, right? Yeah, for sure. There was a lot more uh, into that decision than just like. I and there I always I, is, right? And like I wasn't making people the don't NHL. know, right? I knew I wasn't making the NHL. I wanted to, to use hockey as a tool to, to get myself ahead in life as far as I can. And it, it didn't feel like I was doing that there, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever, but, um, that's when you go back and, um, run a muck in Elmira. Right. So, yeah. And then you win a championship and you have those memories the rest of your life. Like how can we say that was a bad decision to move back to Elmira? Like how many other people get to win a Sutherland cup and like get to experience that with their best buddies. Right. Yeah. It was awesome. Definitely. Definitely made the, the feeling better of coming home. (laughs) yeah for sure man yeah yeah it would it it was definitely uh we we were the wild card team so we didn't uh we lost in the cherry cup finals that year oh so you didn't earn your way into it that's all different than when i played there was only three teams made it and you played around robin you're you guys had four teams make it right slightly a fake win not really but yeah it's it's like the memorial cup but you still like we played uh caledonia in the semifinals who was like, that's no fake win though like if well no, i mean it's kind of different that you didn't win your league but you win that it's, yeah, and, but the team that wins the league then loses to you guys no they lost to london so list will beat us um they lost to london in the semis we beat caledonia and then we beat london in the finals okay oh well, those are fun times so did you get to go to the staple elmira sugar king fire truck ride Yes. Around town. We did down first after, street. <laughs> yeah. And after the cherry cup, we did it too. Oh yeah. Do you do fire truck rides for cherry cups? I couldn't remember. Yeah. And you want two of those? No, just, just. One. Oh, right. Cause that's right. So yeah. Intro's wrong. Research yeah. team wasn't on it. Okay. Next question then. Um, so then year four, you go back to Elmira and then um, you have eight, team games played in the playoffs to get 25 points again yeah i just <laughs> i like i like playing pressure in big games for sure so that uh, i know you do i gave i know 
<laughs> but we were we were the wild card again that year. We lost to Lissell in the finals again. Um, who my brother was on that team both years, which that was a tough pill to swallow losing your younger brother two years. In so a is row. he playing with like uh, Nickel and um, oh, number four for the Wolves? Willis. Willie, Willie, big Willie. Yeah. yeah Are they so on they, that team? Yeah, yeah, he, they were both. Yeah, my brother's a defenseman, so he would have been with that behind those guys. They're good, eh? Those two. Yeah, hard they, to they, they really changed the Wolves when they joined the team. They, they, they can, they can play. Yeah. Yeah. They know what, and they know the role. They do whatever they have to do to, to they're win. good teammates. Yeah. Good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I know. Okay. So you lost them. I actually, that was another part, I guess, how I knew you is like, yeah, I know your parents and then I know the McFadden's parents. Right. And like, that's part of living in Concord and getting to know everybody um, yeah. was when I first moved to town. Somehow I ended up, Oh, I think I was with Dino, but I ended up for lunch with your old man and your younger brother at uh, bar down. And we were talking about him trying to make Listowel instead of Elmira. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was trying out for them at that time. I'm like, well, why is he going to Listowel? But they got a nice barn and a great setup now, eh? Yeah, and things definitely changed. I think that it was my last year that they moved into that arena. And There's even a mini hockey area. I know, it's crazy. We went to watch my nephew play like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And, um, and uh, my like my son and my nep- other nephew are playing mini hockey. Like in the arena, there's a full glass, boards, yeah. everything. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it before, but it's, I mean, why wouldn't you have it? Hey, shout out to Ben Gunn. He's the one that built that arena, my high school buddy. I know he watches, or he might listen, but he follows the stuff on Insta. I know that, and he built yeah. that arena. Shout out for putting a minor hawk or a mini hockey little arena in an arena. Well yeah. done, right? Good job. We used to always get kicked out and yelled at at the Bulldogs games when we played mini hockey where everyone. So just to. build a little arena for them, right? Yeah, you got it makes a lot of sense well done hockey world think about that next time you're building these fancy pants new arenas right yeah you gotta have you gotta have hockey players designing those places you would think right they might have an idea what should go in there yeah. um okay so then after Elmira, um you get to windsor university so what do you take in windsor and why do you go to windsor um Actually, that it was my third university, so I started at Laurier in part time because you can't do whatever while you wait to try and get a scholarship. Yeah, yeah. And then in my last year, my twenty-year-old year, I transferred to Waterloo because they had said that they wanted me to play there. So I transferred, got into my program there, environmental studies, and then they kind of bailed on me after my twenty-year-old year. And it's I was right. searching for a place to play. Yeah, my numbers weren't as good that last year, I guess. But it's a love bay. Hockey's a lot to do with who you play with and how good the team is. I mean, that like if you don't play with the right people each year, it affects your your stuff a lot, right? Yeah, it does for sure. But yeah, I think they they just didn't see me fitting in for a few years, I guess, and I felt like I was able to do it. So. Um, you know, I knew Windsor, the Windsor coach had, had reached out to me multiple times and said he was interested. So, um, yeah, it was a no brainer to go somewhere where I was wanted. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and you guys are pretty good and you did well there. Hey, eh? you got like almost a point a game both years you play there. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we were pretty good team actually. Like we, we environmental uh, studies. Did yes. your mom point you that direction? Um, not, not at all. Actually. I just, isn't that what she's into? She, she was, yeah, kind of a little bit still. Hmm. Um, but I just took a random course as an elective when I was part-time and I just yeah. seemed like it was something that I was interested in. And I'm, I'm glad that that's what I took. Mm -hmm. There's just so many streams to go off to now. It's pretty tough to decide. It's crazy when you're a young buck trying to figure out what you want to do or be oh, or wow. like what course to take when like realistically, when you're a hockey guy, you want to go places so you can play hockey the yeah. school's kind of like second, but then you realize how important it all is at the end of hockey. And it's uh strange, right? Like if you could, yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I was glad to, to find that um, program and, and have it fit me well. Cause a lot of guys just are there to be there. And I think I'll get good use out of it. No, that's awesome. I, yeah, I'm sure there's lots of options with that. Um, so then were you guys any good before you get shut down? Cause I know you guys were gearing up for like a big drive there the year when right? Yeah. My first year there was like, I think they had 18 returning players or something my first year. And then like most of them were, were one class ahead of me. So we had so many guys that were going to be in their fourth year last year. Um, yeah. in me and my third so I mean we did you were all building towards something and that was literally what uh what we were working towards that season and we we kind of underperformed the year before in the playoffs we finished fourth I want to say and then um just couldn't couldn't win a game in the first round it's tough with the short series it's, oh it's like a one game final and a silver stick Crazy. <laughs> I'm not over yeah. it. I know. I, you know what? It hey, was good to get some of it off my chest, but you know, it's one day later, you're not supposed to be over it yet. No. And uh, one thing I have noticed, not saying anything negative about anything, but um, in minor hockey, the refs will definitely ref the score. And um, if your team is noticeably good, quite good um they um will start refing the score even when the score isn't even that different <laughs> you know not fair for anyone well but you know i'm over you know we did everything we could yeah that's that tough control. tough day yeah okay um but yeah i know how you feel too right you lost to your brother right and yeah. so it's like people lose right sometimes you win sometimes you lose as long as you gave her everything you had right yeah, yeah, that you can't be mad if you left her all out there. Yeah. Um, so then anything else about like went your Windsor time before you got to the Herentals? Um not really. I just think well, I, I definitely enjoyed it and I think that's a growing you know, league, eh? There's they're getting a lot more respect around the hockey world, the the Canadian university is, aren't they? For sure. Yeah. We uh I mean even as a junior B guy, I was one of the only ones that was able to go in there and play and have minutes um so it's definitely good there's so many chl guys that are coming back like in, in garrett's conference there it's like another league like that is it's better than the coast for sure ontario's a little a little further behind they don't have 
they don't have the support from the schools and like they're they don't care enough about their hockey programs no and there's there's no fans like we were one of the better teams Mm -hmm. fans and it was 400 on a good day in ontario hockey fans don't like it's like the marlies in the ahl they have the the next maple leafs and like they have a handful of guys that'll probably play for the leafs someday maybe not the way their contracts are now but they used to and um like it's weird because you go to a, a Marley's game or play in a game there and there literally will be 300 people in the crowd. And you're like, this yeah. is really good hockey. It's a Toronto team. But then you got, you're paying $500 for a ticket to watch the Leafs play when you could have watched that for 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's outrageous. No, it's but the same, it, like, but out East, right? They don't have that much other hockey. They're not yeah. that big a NHL fans of a team, I don't think. Like, their team is that university, right? Yeah, yeah. And they have some Q teams are really spread out, too. So, even that, it's tough for them to have a team like that in their hometown. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's awesome that you and the other fellow there, like, got an opportunity. Because the more I talk around, the people that live around Concordia, Elmira, play in those leagues, play minor hockey around here, they don't get the exposure. People don't know about us. Um, that's why you got to start a podcast because yeah. people don't know about us, about this area, about the players that come out of it, because like, this is just the path we take. And it's like, well, maybe moving to the BC or moving to the USHL isn't for every guy, but like, doesn't mean you're a bad hockey player. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's kind of cool too. If you look at, you know, Garrett had his OHL, five-year career amazing and captain then, starts a charity episode 91 folks yeah and then Riker he goes junior b d1 and that and then I was junior b cis as well so there's three very different paths but yeah but all from the sits we're all living right here right yeah. in my honey hole <laughs> all working towards the same goal yeah have fun win some stuff make some money and live I will say uh playing at Windsor we we do a trip once a year up to Thunder Bay and play against them and it's around 4,000 fans a game I would say just because that's that same same concept that's their thing to do up there there's nothing else yeah it's uh it's a fun weekend we stay in the hotel there and play a couple games in front of real crowds and yeah that would be fun yeah run a mock <laughs> Thunder Bay hit the local watering hole after a couple yeah. W's. Exactly. And then an early flight out. Oh dear. <laughs> Those could be tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I got, okay. So did you, you're finished school? Are you done? Yeah. Yeah. I finished online last year. I started working and, and, uh, people's online. university, uh, experiences are just so different, right. From that stupid crap. <laughs> so much. Yeah. I feel bad for the, for the younger kids, I would say it maybe worked out in my advantage as far as schooling was concerned, but the kids that are just getting into university and don't like, they weren't even in class their first year and stuff. It's oh man. Oh. Yeah. And it like, and those years really shape you, right? Like getting out there and doing stuff and not enough people getting out and doing stuff. So what I can't wait though, is now that we've, we've had the young bucks on, right. Um, Killens McFadden, skinny um and now we can help mirzy right with uh raffle tickets www.aleshockeytails.com 
buy raffle tickets for those three jerseys we mentioned earlier and my last one ever which is crazy that people have actually bought tickets for but that's because the hockey community is awesome and they know i'm trying to help my friends and pretty cool so thank you everybody that's bought a ticket and if you haven't please do we got less than two weeks now to keep pumping this right yeah keep going strong get the numbers up here a couple christmas gifts if you if you win if you want and you know, That's right. And we, and we may or may not be able to get it to you by Christmas, but you'll know you ah, want it. <laughs> take a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be on the way. And yeah. uh, but thank you to everybody. Thank you to you for making time for me. I know you're one of those good people in the hockey world. And that's why I, I like helping good people. And like when I asked you to do this on my lunch hour, you're like, well, I'm helping coach right now. Let me guess. You're helping coach the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Coach uh, under 12 and under 14 team here in town. See, folks, told you he's a good guy. <laughs> and he's going to help yeah. your team win. So, uh, anyways, after you finish running amok this year and probably win a championship, um, if anybody wants to call me, I will take 0% commission, but I will negotiate the contract in the UK uh, for Ethan if you want, or just contact me directly and we'll get this done, right? Yeah, exactly. Because if you want a, a solid centerman that plays both sides of the puck, can play anywhere on the power play to help the team, he'll do anything to win, and he does win. Um, then just contact me, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll stand in front on the power play, but uh, not quite the tallest guy to screen. Yeah, but and that's the only knock that you've had your whole career, yeah. the way you play and the, 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 the player you are, and I'm not joking, if you're three inches taller – those people are really doing her and you can't really change that about yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah, you just got to do what I can do. And you are doing it and you're running amok and you're going to keep winning and having a career all over the place. So way to go. Keep it going. And I'm going to kick the shit out of you next summer in pickleball. And this has been another episode of two ales and hockey tales with skinny and Kugel blitz. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Santa Claus. I like pizza, towns and bands. I'm always speaking my mind when I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend in my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not.